Amen. Praise God. My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring, my native country, the land of the noble free, thy name I love. I love thy rocks and reels, thy woods and templed hills. My heart with rapture thrills like that above. Let music swell the breeze and ring from all the trees, sweet freedom song. Let mortal tongue awakes, let all that breathe partakes, let rocks their silence break, the sound prolong. Oh, I like this last verse now. Our Father's God to Thee, offer of liberty to Thee. Think about what you're singing this morning, church. Long may our land be bright with freedom's holy light. Protect us by thy might, great our King. Sing that last verse one more time. I love that, don't you? Our Father's God to Thee, author of liberty, to Thee we sing. Long may our land be bright with freedom's holy light. Protect us by Thy might, great God our King. Amen. Praise God. Turn to 587 now. 587 America the Beautiful. Amen. Praise God. I tell you, she may not be what she once was, but I still believe that America is the greatest nation in all the world. Amen. I'm proud to be an American this morning. Amen. Unashamed. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for purple mountains, majesty above the fruited plain. America. God shed His grace.
grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea on the second now oh beautiful for pilgrims feet whose stern impassioned stress a thoroughfare for freedom beat across the wilderness America America God man thine every Grant it, Lord, confirm thy soul in self-control, thy liberty and law. O beautiful, for heroes prove in liberating strife, who more than self their country love and mercy more than life america america may god thy gold refine till all success be nobleness and every gain deep on the last now, oh, beautiful for patriot dreams that cease beyond the years. Thine alabaster cities gleam, undimmed by human tears, sing now. America, America, God shed His grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. Amen. Praise God. I'll tell you what, give me a C, uh, Grace. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above. I'm too high. From the mountains to the prairies. To the oceans, wide with <laughs> God bless America, my home, sweet home. Amen. Had that a little too high. We was up there in the attic somewhere. Amen. Turn around and shake hands one with another. It sure is good to be in the Lord's house. Welcome each other into the house of God today. Praise the Lord. I should have known better than the secret.
Praise God, brother. I got you. I got you, brother. Amen. All right, it's good to be here today. Uh, praise the Lord. Appreciate your presence. Uh, appreciate the privilege to come out to the house of God. Amen. I know it's a holiday weekend, summer traveling, uh, but I'm where I want to be today, aren't you? I'm in the house of God. Amen. Celebrating not only the liberty we have as Americans, but also... As Christians, the Bible says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall uh, make you free. Thankful that we have freedom and liberty today, aren't you? Amen. Amen. Good to see you. Good to have uh, everyone with us. And boy, I just noticed uh, Miss Dawn. It's good to have you and your family with us today. We love her. Amen. Uh, uh, Dawn, when I see you... It, but it reminds me just how old I'm getting, hallelujah, amen, so appreciate you doing that for me today, Re- reminded me of my age, but I love her and her family, amen, and they are just so special to us, but we appreciate all of you being here today, and pray that you will be uh, receive a blessing through our services, just by way of announcement, I do want to remind everybody about Vacation Bible School, 
Again, it's going to be held July the 11th through the 15th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. The program on Friday night, the 15th. Uh, our fun day will be Saturday the 16th, 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock p.m. Please join us in the effort to reach uh, young people for Jesus Christ. And um, don't let this slip up on you, uh, friends. Uh, Bible school's right around the corner, just a couple of weeks away. So, um, again, we went out and did some visitation this uh, yesterday, and uh, we're going to continue to do that uh, right up into uh, until Bible school. Just try to get the word out as much as we possibly can. So, uh, pray, and uh, again, if Miss Elmer and Miss Holly come to you uh, about uh, something you can do to help with Bible school, do your best to make that happen, even if it might be a little out of your comfort zone um, amen. We just uh, really need to rally together and uh, make this be a success. Also, do, remem- do remember we're going to have a, a special security training session here at the church on Sunday night, July the 17th at 6 o'clock p.m. Officer Danny Green will be with us, and he's going to be uh, just talking to us about some things that we need to be aware of as a congregation and just... Uh, Uh, amen, just how we can uh, do a better job of making sure that our uh, facilities uh, are safe, uh, especially when we gather here for worship. And, uh, you know, that's something I hope you appreciate the fact that the leadership of our church, that we uh, uh, do want to make it a priority to make sure that you feel safe uh, during these uh, uh, fearful and trying days Amen, to where churches and religious organizations such as ours are uh, targets in some cases, amen, so we want to do our best to, um, uh, to do that. So uh, remember that special uh, session on the 17th. Just by way of prayer request uh, uh, today, I do remember um, uh, Barbie and Sam, remember them in prayer as uh, Barbie's doing fairly well in her recovery, but uh, she's still... Uh, needs our prayers. Uh, also, Sam's not been feeling well, so remember him. Uh, remember Brother Bruce Stafford. I'm sure that you did get the prayer chain for Brother Bruce as he's got just so, several things going on. Um, he, they did find the mass there on his liver uh, that they're worried could be cancer. Uh, but on top of all that, his sister died, or excuse me, his aunt died uh, that was more like a sister to him over in South Carolina, uh, and he wanted to go uh, over there to uh, be with her and to be with that, be with his family, but he's unable to do so because he's got COVID. And uh, Bruce really needs our prayers. He's just—I uh, know when I talked to him uh, just the other day, he just—he was running uh, rather high fever. And um, Amen. So pray for Brother Bruce. He just didn't sound good. Remember Gary and Francis Gridley, uh, Miss Elma, uh, her health. Remember uh, Miss Grace. Amen. Appreciate what God's done there for her. Remember, uh, Miss Cheryl Filing, uh, appreciate, can I just say this, I appreciate everyone who uh, came out and, uh, and, and did your part, and, and again, I was just so pleased as a pastor to see several come out this past Thursday night and help Miss Cheryl during just what was a time of need for her, and uh, she did get moved out, they did close on her house um, yesterday, yeah, excuse me, on Friday, Friday. And uh, Cheryl's going to be temporarily away from us as she's uh, gone to Missouri to visit uh, with some family. We need to remember her in prayer. And uh, again, I'm going to miss her while she's gone, but I believe we'll be seeing her again soon. Remember Cheryl in prayer. 
remember Joanne uh, and Michael Knight. Uh, continue to remember Miss D and her recovery. Um, uh, continue to remember Dad and his health. Remember um, uh, Christian Brown in prayer. This is Tyler Brown's son, Christian. Uh, remember uh, Jeannie Cutchall as Jeannie uh, has been dealing with COVID. How's she doing, Lyle? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I bet he wouldn't be saying that if she was here, would he? <laughs> Amen. Can't keep a good woman down. We love Jeannie, and I think Holly called her yesterday, but let's uh, continue to remember her. It's good to have Jesse and Rochelle with us. As Rochelle, uh, they've been uh, uh, strangers here for a little while down in Middle Tennessee, but appreciate what God's done for Rochelle and glad that she's back with us. Praise God for that. Uh, continue to, let's see, a few others. Remember um, uh, Miss Lola Hafke. Lola still uh, needs our prayers. Uh, remember Bandy Thompson as he's dealing with cancer. Remember him. Um, continue to remember Miss Lula Cutchall in prayer. Miss Peggy Bryson, uh, my former pastor, uh, Boyd Holder in prayer. And we've just got an entire list. Uh, don't want to miss anything, uh, but we've got an entire list there that you can go through. I'm sure you have some you'd like to add to that today. You go ahead and do so. Go ahead, Randy. Amen. 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 It's good to see Randy with us today. He's been up in bluegrass country and uh, amen, but glad to have him back and remember, amen, brother, we love you and we're so thankful to have him back with us. Somebody else today? Yes, sir. Amen. 
Amen. That's good. That's good. Amen. Amen. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. If you hadn't known um, Brother David Harrison, uh, seems to have had his voice healed. And that certainly is uh, something to praise God for, is it not, church? Amen. I still believe we serve the great physician. No doubt about that. Amen. He is, he is the healer of our bodies. So praise the Lord. All right, somebody else today? Remember Eddie Bailey and his health? Others? Amen. 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 Remember Wayne in prayer. Appreciate him. Appreciate the work God's done in his life. And, uh, Pray the Lord continues to use him. Other prayer needs today. I have a praise report. Um, I want to thank everyone for their prayers. My, my story this year has started in January. Um, revisiting from when I had the stroke nine years ago. I had an MRI first in January. I had a CT scan. March, finally got into the vascular surgeon in, in uh, June. He took more tests. Um, it looked like uh, we were going to have either a stent or some type of surgery in the carotid arteries because they were showing 70% or greater blocks. Um, and so I had the last test just a couple weeks ago and went in to see him again last week and he said, uh, I can't explain this. Um, however, the last test that we took are um, low to moderate stenosis, and we're not going to do anything at this time. Praise God. I, I can't explain it. He says, it must have been all of the prayer, and I said, praise God. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. We're good to go for now. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. I'd be, I'd be scared not to praise him, wouldn't you? Amen. Isn't that just wonderful? Amen. And uh, I'm happy for Grace, and I'm sure she feels like she's uh, got a big load off her shoulders. Amen. Still got Mike, Mike to deal with, though, right? <laughs> Amen. Praise God. All right, somebody else today? Yeah, go ahead, Randy.
Amen. Remember Randy's health and prayer. Somebody else this morning? Any others? Unspoken request today by the uplifted hand. Lost loved ones we need to remember. Let's never forget to pray for our missionaries. Pray for our nation. Amen. Pray for America. Uh, if there's any time that our, our nation needed prayer, it's, it's the day we're living in. I'm thankful for what God has done, how He has blessed, but boy, we need more, don't we? Amen. We, we just need the help of God. We'll gather around the altar at this time. If you'd like to join us, you can do so. If not, pray there in your seats, please. Brian, would you lead us in prayer? Father, we love you today. Lord, we just thank you so much, Father, for uh, who you are and, Lord, how you bless what you've done for us, God. Lord, don't know where we'd be without you, but we are so thankful, God, for every good and perfect gift that, Lord, you bestowed upon us. Uh, God, we just pray that you forgive us for our failures, our shortcomings, our sins. God, we're unworthy. We're undeserving, God. Lord, uh, truly, Lord, there's nothing that we have done, Father, to uh, to deserve. Uh, Lord, just how good and how blessed you've been to us. And, Lord, I pray that we would be thankful. Uh, Lord, but help us also to be quick to offer you our praise. We appreciate, uh, Lord, every single one, God, that has... Uh, uh, Lord, who has been so quick, Lord, to praise you today. Lord, every testimony that's been given and offered up, God, I pray. Uh, Lord, you continue to stir their souls. God, help us to never forget how good you've been, Lord. Father, thank you for this holiday and what it represents and what it means to us. And God, I pray, Father, Lord, that you would just help us, Lord, to be thankful for the freedom and the liberty, God, that we are so blessed to enjoy. Father, as American citizens, God, I pray, Father, uh, God, that you uh, continue to bring healing to our land, God. We need healing. We thank you, Lord, for what you have done uh, and how you have blessed. But, Father, Lord, uh, God, we need so much more. So, Father, help us to respond and react, uh, Lord, in the right way, God. And, uh, Lord, take advantage of the blessings that you bestowed upon us and use them to... Lord, just to go to another level and to, to, to move ourselves to higher ground, dear Jesus, is my prayer. God, I pray for the service today. Pray, Lord, for the preaching, the testimonies, the singing, Lord, the offerings and the prayers, that it might all renown to your honor, glory, and praise. Uh, Lord, I pray today, Lord, that you uh, bless everyone that's here, God. Uh, Lord, I pray for their needs, God, to be met. And God, encourage them, help them, touch them, dear God, is our prayer. Lord, if there might be one amongst us that's lost, I pray that you'd save them before it's too late. God, I pray for these prayer requests. I pray for Barbie and Sam. Pray for Bruce. Pray for Brother Gary, Miss Francis, Miss Elva. Pray for uh, Mike and Grace. Pray for uh, Cheryl Filing. Lord, I pray for Michael and Joanna. 
Pray for Miss D, Lord, bless her. I pray, God, for my dad, Lord. I pray, Father, Lord, uh, uh, Father, Lord, that you just bless uh, Lord uh, Tyler's son, Lord. I pray for Miss Lola. I pray for Bandy. Lord, bless him. And, Lord, we could go on and on. Pray for Randy Turner, God. Uh, Lord, Donnie Joe Shepherd, Lord. Uh, Helena Hamilton, I pray. Thank you, God, for the healing you brought to Brother David. Continue to bless him. I pray for uh, Eddie Bailey and pray for Wayne, God, and his friend, God. And Lord, bless him as you provide these open doors of opportunity for him to speak. Lord, this week, God, move in our lips, work in our hearts. God, help us to praise you, dear Jesus. And Lord, we'll ask it all in your precious and holy name. All right, if we could have a couple of children come. Anthony, you lead us in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you today and we're just thankful to be in your house. Lord, we just ask that you just meet with us here today and Lord, just bless uh, all of our time. And God, just pour your spirit out upon each one of us. And Lord, we're again thankful to be back to you. And Lord, we just pray that you take the Lord and great old hymn of the church, Be Still My Soul. Amen. Love that. Uh, Pam, if you and Grace would trade places, I've had a request this morning. Uh, take your red back hymnals today. Your red back hymnals. And uh, turn to page 92. Page 92. I'm thankful that we can talk to the Lord Aren't you? Amen. I'm thankful that we can, uh, we don't have to make an appointment with him. And uh, the Bible says that he that comes unto the Lord, he will in no wise cast out. 
And I'm thankful the Lord will never reject us or turn us away so we can have a little talk with Jesus. Amen. One of the old uh, convention songs. So let's sing that today. Let's sing, have a little talk with Jesus. Be flat. Amen. Stand up. Y'all's about half dead today. I think we need to do spiritual exercise. Amen. I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in, and then a little light from heaven filled my soul. It paid my heart in love and wrote my name above, and just a little talk with Jesus. Let's go, men, sing it. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell Him all about our troubles. Hear our faintest cry. Answer by and by. With a little prayer we'll turn in. Though a little fire is burning. Find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Sometimes my past seems clear. Without a ray of cheer. Whoops. But then a cloud of doubt may hide the light of day. And the midst of sin may rise and hide the starry skies. But just a little talk with Jesus clear way sang down. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell Him all about our troubles. Hear our faintest cry. Answer by and by. Feel a little turning. Know a little fire is burning. Find a little talk with Jesus. Make, sing that last now. I may have doubts and fears. My eyes be filled with tears. But Jesus is a friend who... Hey man, I believe that today, don't you? I go to Him in prayer. He knows my every care. And just a little talk with Jesus makes... Sing it out now. I have a little talk with Jesus. Tell Him all about our troubles. Hear our faintest cry. Answer by and by. little prayer will turn in. No, a little fire is burning. Sing that chorus one more time. Lift it up unto the Lord today. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell Him all about our troubles. Hear our faintest cry. Answer by and by. Fit a little prayer will turn in. No, a little fire is burning. Find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. You may be seated today, amen. Boy, I'm thankful for that fire that burns in my soul, amen, Special, especially when I take the time to talk to the Lord. Brother Randy's going to come and uh, sing a song uh, for us today before I preach. You pray for him this morning.
Good morning, everyone. Good morning. That is a beautiful morning. Every morning when God wakes us up, it's beautiful word, no matter what the weather's like outside. It's just a blessing to be back with you. And once again, I have missed you all so much. Sure have. And I love you as all with a heart full of The song that I'm getting ready to sing, please listen to the words of it. The name of the song is My Father's Letter. And right here is the letter. Right here. Amen. So pray for me, please. I have a letter from my father in my hand, in my hand, written by my elder brothers. They are grand, they are grand. They were written o'er the sea and were forward on to me. I'm as happy as can be in this land, in this land. Father told me in his letter, they are grand, they are grand. I could make myself no better in this land, in this land. Then I cried, what shall I do? For I had not read them through. And he made me all anew. In this land, in this land. I am a stranger to the nation in this land, in this land. They don't know my situation, but it's grand, it is grand. Father's riches all behold, I have wealth that can't be told. And my kindred never gets old in this land, in this land. I am now a new creation in this land, in this land. I am free from condemnation. It is grand, it is grand. I can shout and sing and pray and be happy all the day. And my soul can hardly stay in this land, in this land. I am not afraid of dying in this land, in this land. I will shout at Jesus' coming. It is grand, it is grand. 
All the world is dark as night, but my father's face is bright, and I'm walking in the light in this land, in this land. Death is called a cruel monster in this land, in this land. When he calls, I will answer. It is grand, it is grand. I may leave that break of day, and they'll find but empty clay. And I wonder what they'll say in this land. In this land. That's our Father's letter to us. Oh, how sweet his words are. Yeah. Right here's all the letters. Yes, yes, yes. To teach us, to show us, to lead us, to guide us, and to let us know what we must do to make it to that land. I can't, you know, nobody wants, really wants to die. We want to stay here as long as we can. But I'm ready, should death call. I'm ready, should Jesus come back. And, but I'm homesick for that land. To get out of this old cruel world and the shape it's in today. So my friends, let me say this much to you. I hope everybody underneath the sound of my voice is saved and ready to go. But if you're not, as I always say, get ready, stay ready. Then if death should call or the Lord comes back, you'll be ready. May God bless you. This is my prayer. Amen to Romans chapter number 11. Romans chapter number 11. How many of you are ready? Amen. Amen. Praise God. You better get that thing off. That's all I know to say. Oh, Lord. Okay, whatever. Y'all pray for me. Amen. Romans chapter 11, let's stand all over the house of God. Amen. Romans chapter number 11. Verse number 7. Verse number 7. Romans chapter number 11, verse number 7. If you found your place, say amen. amen. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for. But the election, and there he's speaking of, is the remnant of Jews who believe, hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear, Unto this day, and David saith, Let their table be made a snare, 
and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense unto them. Let their eyes be darkened that they may not see and bow down their back always. With the Lord's help, I want to preach on this thought today. And I do need your prayers. I need your encouragement. need your participation, your support. When a blessing becomes a curse. When a blessing becomes a curse. Father in heaven, I love you. Lord, I thank you, God, for the service thus far. Thank you, God, for this day, what it means to us, Lord. And uh, Lord, I'm thankful for our freedom, God. I pray that'd be one blessing we'd never take for granted is the freedom that we have um, to live in what has always been the land of the free and the home of the brave. But Lord, more than that, I'm thankful for my spiritual liberty. Uh, God is a Christian. Thankful, Lord, that uh, the cross is my statue of liberty today. And Lord, I pray you'd use us this morning as we preach, God, that, uh, Lord, we'd be an encouragement to help. And Lord, that uh, our words, Lord... Uh, uh, not just our words, but more importantly, your word might be a help and a challenge, God, to all of us today. Um, and Lord, I pray that when it's all said and done, God, that you might be pleased with our worship. Thank you, Lord, for the praises. Lord, for the testimonies, God. Lord, the answer to prayer. Lord, the miracles. God, nothing short of miracles that you performed in our midst and on our behalf. But Lord, I pray today that we would exalt the the written Word of God, Lord. I'm thankful, Lord, as Brother Randy said, that old love letter we have, uh, God, it never gets old, Father. And Lord, I pray you just honor your Word today. Exalt your Son by way of your humble servant, God. Move in our midst, work in our hearts, God. Uh, Lord, if there might be one amongst us that doesn't know you as Savior, I pray that today might be that day of salvation. God, we're going to give you the praise, honor, and glory that's due your high and holy name. In Jesus' name we pray and ask these things all God's people said. You may be seated. When a blessing becomes a curse. And I do need you to really concentrate. We've got to set the table today. Kind of um, uh, get everybody up to speed on what we're trying to get across. But I do take, take my text from Romans chapter number 11 verse 9 where the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Rome said, And David said, let their table be made a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense unto them. Now within the context of the verse, there's a few things that we need to understand. First of all, Paul is actually quoting a Psalm of David. Now here's what I want you to do. Turn real quick to Psalm 69. Psalm 69 for just a moment. And this is very important. Uh, we're going to have to uh, compare... Uh, scripture with Scripture. Amen. If you're going to uh, uh, take hold of the correct interpretation of a particular passage, you've got to compare one Scripture with another Scripture and make sure that the other Scripture does not contradict um, what you believe uh, the first Scripture uh, says or means. Amen. God's Word won't contradict itself. Amen? Uh, but it all uh, falls perfectly in line. But Psalm 69, verse 22 and 23, let, this is a quotation. Paul is quoting uh, the words of David, Psalm 69, 22 and 23. He said, Let their table become a snare before them. And I want you to really, uh, you, you might even highlight or underline this next phrase or this, this next sentence and that 
which should have been for their welfare. Let it become a trap. Let their eyes be darkened that they see not and make their loins continually to shake. Now as a side note, let me say that Psalm 69 is what we might refer to as a messianic psalm. Which means that Paul, or excuse me, the psalmist, and the psalm itself is actually a prophecy foretelling the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. And this certainly makes sense, seeing how that both Psalm 69 and Romans chapter number 11 speak regarding the way Jesus was rejected by the Jews. The very ones He originally came to save. And although He had, or excuse me, although they... The Jewish people had anticipated the Messiah's coming for so long because He did not come in the way the Jews wanted Him to come, doing for them what they wanted Him to do, uh, instead of accepting and embracing Him as their long-awaited Messiah. They refused Him. They rejected Him. They willfully ignored Him. And they ended up crucifying the very one who came to be their Savior and Deliverer. Isn't that a tragedy? By the way, although the Jews wanted the Messiah to deliver them out from under the authority and dominion of Roman oppression, what they didn't understand is that before they could be delivered from captivity and oppression, the Messiah first saved and delivered them out from under the bonds and chains of their own sin. Friend, before Christ can ever be your deliverer, He first has to be your Savior. And any time we emphasize deliverance and over salvation, we are in danger of making the same mistake the Jews made when Christ came and falling into the same trap that they fell into. Friend, never forget, according to the sovereign economy of God, salvation always precedes and supersedes deliverance. Amen? And any time any person, any preacher, any movement or any denomination emphasize anything over salvation, whether it be healing, deliverance, prosperity, social equality, money, we could go on and on. You better mark them and avoid them lest you yourselves be led astray. Not, that doesn't mean that God's not able to do these secondary things. We've seen evidence of it here in our own church. Hey, He is the great physician. I still believe He is the, in the healing business. Amen. Amen. I still believe that He is uh, able to do for us whatever it is we need Him to do. But the most important thing you need in your life that comes uh, before ever anything and everything else is salvation from your sin. And all today we have, got, we have movements that want to emphasize anything and everything else besides what should be the main thing. Listen, it all boils down to salvation. But again, I say all that to emphasize the fact, and, and please stay with me this morning. I'm trying to wrap this all together, and we're going to give you an application at the end of the message. Psalm 69 and Romans 11, the focus of both writers is upon the Jewish refusal and rejection of their Messiah. Of course, within the context of Romans 11, what ended up being a curse to the Jews actually became a blessing to we Gentiles. Because it is through the Jewish rejection of the Messiah that God provided a blessing 
a way and an opportunity for we Gentiles to be grafted in to the vine, even though we were wild branches, amen. Amen. The natural branches, the Jews, they rejected the vine, but through their rejection, God provided us for an opportunity to be grafted into the vine. Amen. Uh, John chapter number 1, Jesus said this. He said that He came into His own, the Jews, and His own received Him not. But unto as many as received Him, to them gave He the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. And that includes me and that includes you. So it was through the Jews' rejection that you and I, uh, as outsiders, as aliens, uh, outcasts, apart from the commonwealth of Israel, amen, we have been included into the family of God. And I'm just glad that God let me into His family, aren't you? Amen. But listen, what became a curse for the Jews, God ended up taking the curse that fell upon them and turned it into a greatest blessing that I've ever received. Hence the biblical principle, listen to me today, of God taking bad and working good out of it. Did you hear what the preacher just said? I'm talking about a God who is able to take bad things and turn them into good. In fact, God can take the worst thing that's ever happened in your life and work it together and make it the best thing that ever happened to you. Anybody testify to that? This morning, preach. I mean, there's been some bad things that's happened in my life. Amen? But listen, what uh, the devil meant for God, uh, for, for, for what the devil meant for evil against me, God meant it for good. Hallelujah today. Amen? So what the devil meant as a curse, God turned it into a blessing. Alright? But then there is a... There, there, there's, a, there's an opposite reaction. See, everything God, God has an action, the devil has a reaction. God is the actor, the devil is the reactor. Amen. And uh, God wants to give us a blessing. How many of you can say, I've been blessed, God's been good to me, God's given me some things, He's done some things for me. I don't deserve them, I'm not worthy of them. You better be careful because the devil will take that blessing and he'll turn it into a curse. The devil will take what God meant for good in your life and he'll turn it into the worst thing that ever happened to you. Amen. Amen. Uh, you say, and let me just go ahead and lay the principle. I'm going to give you, and if you don't get anything else out of today's message, get this. Whether or not what happens in our lives amen, ends up being a blessing or a curse depends upon how we respond to it, how we react to it, and what we do with it. You know, there's a lot of things I can't control. You know, there's just certain things in, in, in life that we can't do anything about. Somebody said, well, what I can control, do something about it. If I can't control it, just put it in God's hands. Amen? That's good. But listen, what I can control is how I react. To what happens. And how I respond to it. And here it is what I do with it. Amen. When God does something for you. When God blesses you. And when God bestows a particular blessing in and upon your life. That you don't deserve and are not worthy of. 
Whether or not it ends up truly being a blessing or becomes a curse depends on what you do with it. So what are we going to do with what we've been given? What are we going to do with what we've been given? Amen? What we do with what we've been given determines what, whether what we begin... Help me, Lord. What we do with what we've been given determines whether what we've been given becomes a curse or a blessing. Let me say that again today. What we do, and I know that, but listen, there's a truth there. What we do with what we've been given determines whether what we've been given becomes a blessing or a curse. And I want, and every, every individual has to, you know, there's things that God's given me you don't know nothing about. Amen. But I know about them. And I know God, and I know specific, there are specific things that God's done in my life that, that I cannot give anybody the credit for but God. Grace, you can't give nobody credit but God for what He did for you this week. Amen? Who else was it? that My Uncle Ronnie. Amen? Two weeks ago, they, he went to the doctor and they... Uh, said he had major blockages and they have to do surgery. Well, the, he said, well, you know, I, I feel a little bit different. Why don't you do one more skin just to make sure? Well, they did, and guess what? They didn't find nothing. And this was at the... <laughs> Woo, man. At, listen, this was over at the VA, and then they sent him over to the med center to be sure, and guess what? Nothing. We don't know how this happened. All we can say is it was there, but now it's gone. Well, let me tell you, I know what, where it come from, and I'm going to look under the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from God. There's certain things in your life, and you know, I, I don't. You, you, they just immediately come to your mind. God did this for me. It wasn't a president. It wasn't a politician. It wasn't a preacher. It wasn't a church, it wasn't mom, it wasn't daddy, it wasn't my best friend, my husband, my wife, or my children. God did this for me. And you better make sure you give God credit when He does certain things for you. But let me ask you something, church. What are you going to do with what God gave to you? What are you going to do with what God done for you? Hey, man. What are you going to do with that special blessing when God made a way when it seemed like there was no way. When God came through in the midnight hour. Amen. When you was in between a rock and a hard place. Amen. And God made a way right through the middle of your Red Sea. What are you going to do with it? We better praise Him. And we better not neglect it. I'm just preaching this morning, alright? I'm, I'm out off track a little bit. Amen. We better praise Him for it. We better be thankful for it. We better not neglect it. And we better not waste it. When God, when God provides you with a special blessing, the worst thing you can do is waste it. 
The worst thing you can do when God blesses your life is to neglect it, to forget about it, to go on your way and continue living your life as if nothing ever happened. But I'm telling you, there's been some things that God's done in my life and for me that I didn't appreciate as much as I should have. Amen. And, and in looking back on it and, and say, well, this is what should have happened and this is what I should have done. But yet, if I look at my life right now, I left some things on the table. And I, and I didn't get, get out of that all. I should have got out of it. And I didn't do with it all that I should have done with it. And I didn't use the blessings invested into His work and turn it into a yield for His glory. The principle I'm talking about this morning is stewardship. Jesus, you know what Jesus said? And you know you ought to put this on your screensaver or, or you, might, you might ought to put it on your wife's forehead so that when you see her, that's the first thing you see. And that is, unto whomsoever much is given of him shall much be required. The more God gives to you, the more He expects, demands, and requires out of you. God's given me a lot. Can I just say that, that terrifies me not as much as it should, because if it did, I'd live different in the way I live. I do different than what I do. But what ought to terrify your soul if you're saved more than anything else is the fact that one day you're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and you're going to give an account. And your success or your failure will depend upon what you've done with what you've been given. Truth is, God gives more, some people more than He does others. That's His business. Principle of the steward. The talents. The parable of the talents. God gave one a certain amount. He gave another, another amount. Two of them took their talents. They invested them and they made more than what they were given. And God blessed them and rewarded them because they took what they were given and they did something with it. The other one wasted his talent. He hid it. He buried it. He forgot about it. Amen. And when reckoning day come, his Lord and his master was ashamed because he didn't do nothing with what God gave to him. Can I just say to you again this morning, what you do with what you've been given will determine whether or not what you've been given becomes a blessing or a curse in your life. Could I go so far today, and I'm way... Off track, but we're just going to keep running this, running this, plowing this tater field, brother Randy, because this is where we're supposed to be. We're in, the, we're hoeing the right row this morning. Can I say that? Amen. We're we're in the right patch. Amen. It'd be better for God to never give it to you than for Him to give it to you and you not do nothing with it. It'd been better for God to have never blessed you with it than for Him to bless it, bless you with it, and you turn around and waste it and neglect it and, and fail to appreciate what He's done. Woe unto that man! 
Woe unto that woman. Woe unto that boy. Woe unto that girl. Woe unto that preacher. Woe unto that church. Woe unto that nation that takes the undeserved, merciful, gracious blessings of God and wastes them. You watch and see God will take what He meant to be a blessing and He'll turn it into a curse. It'd be better for God to have never blessed you with children than for you to take your children and neglect them and abuse them and not raise them the way you... It'd be better God never give you the wife that He gave to you than for you to mistreat her and not appreciate. Can I just speak about one thing God's given to a lot, whole lot of us that we don't deserve, Brother Lyle? God, give me a second chance. How many of you are thankful He's a God of second chances? Man, God should have kicked my sorry carcass to the curb a long time ago. But time and time again, He's merciful and He's gracious, He's patient, He's long-suffering. Amen. Man, if I was God, I'd have struck me down a long time ago, Brother Randy. But over and over again, God just keeps on wooing me and keeps on drawing me, keeps on blessing me. And keep it, keeps on lavishing my life with the abundance of spiritual wealth and riches in high places. God forbid, woe is me that I waste the second chance He gave to me. Y'all have heard my tell. I was on the, my way out a few years ago. Hey Amen. I, I mean, I was just done. A lot of preachers, it happens. Miss Maria spoke about that. Missionaries understand that because they're in churches constantly. Amen. There's more preachers quitting the ministry now than there ever have been. And I could just as easily be a statistic this morning, but God stirred my soul. God saved Oscar Ward's life. Lit a fire in my heart, and I'm still at it today. God gave me a second chance. What am I going to do with it? Woe is me. If I waste my second chance. Woe, is, woe unto you if you waste the second chance God gave to you. Because if you're not careful, what He meant to be a blessing will end up being a curse. 2 Peter 2.20, we're not going to get into it. But it said if you do that, the latter end is worse than the beginning. You'd be better off if God never gave you that second chance. Amen. Let you destroy your life than for Him to do it for you. And then you waste it. You know what? One of the greatest sins of the church. You know, you know, and I love America. I'm patriotic. I am proud to be an American. Amen. I put it out yesterday. I'm sure not everybody liked it. But if a church is ashamed to celebrate the 4th of July, they ought to have their doors shut. Somebody, one of my friends one time told me, he said, well, what if that flag, what if somebody comes into your church and is offended by the American flag? I said, they can go to your church. We love America. We passionately love this country. I am not ashamed of the red, white, and blue. 
Because I got enough sense to recognize the fact that there is, uh, amen, an unmistakable connection between that flag, this flag, and that one. If I didn't have this, I wouldn't have that. But if I didn't have that, there's a good chance I wouldn't know nothing about Jesus Christ. One of the greatest blessings that God's ever given to this old boy and to you too is to allow your feet to to step on American soil. You ought to kiss the ground. You walk on each and every day because you are blessed to live in America. And these foolish heathen out there that look at America as a curse. I mean, why don't they live somewhere else? If it's such a bad place to live. Oh, you're getting me on my hobby horse now. I'm proud to be an American. Where was I going? (laughs) But you know, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing, What are you going to do with it? And, and I can't name your blessing. I can only name mine. And it would do some of us good to spend a little bit more time on what we do counting our blessings. And like we said last, last week, we'd realize that life ain't nearly as bad as what we think it is. Oh, my life's so bad. No, God's been good to you. Anybody here say, God give me a raw deal? I mean, anybody say, you know, I have, uh, I don't have as much as I deserve. God's not been as good to me as He ought to been to me. No, no, no. From the pulpit to the pew, every one of us could say, "Yeah, life's hard. We have tough times, hard times." I mean, God's been good. I'm blessed, and I have a whole lot more than what I deserve. You, you understand that just because you live in America. Amen. Most people across this world consider you wealthy. Amen. Amen. You go to Haiti and you go to some of these uh, third world places. And I guarantee you, honey, you come back to my home, you'll be waving that flag. I've got so much to thank Him for. (laughs) So the question is, what am I going to do with it? And am I I going to allow God to fulfill His originally intended purpose for blessing me? Do you know God wants to bless His people? I want to remind you, God is a God of goodness. He is, that's something we ought to be thankful for, that we serve a good God. He does have our well-being in mind. He wants to bless us. He wants to be good to us. The problem is a lot of us, God knows He can't be any better to us than what He has been. Because He knows we'd let it go to our heads and we get the big head. And we'd use those blessings for unintended purposes that are different than what God means for us. Say, preacher... Why ain't God giving me any more than I have? Maybe because He knows He can't trust you. And my question is, what have you done with what He's already given to you? Why would He give you more if He knows that what you have done, you, you waste it? That's where I was at. For I got, we are a wasteful society. 
bang, I knew God would bring me back on track. We are wasteful. Man, I grew up, my grandma, she didn't throw nothing away. You tell me I'm lying. Kept it all because she knew hard times. Our forefathers, the greatest generation. The generation that paid the price. And now those of them, what few of them are left, they say, what I fought for, gone down the tube. Y'all thrown it away because you didn't appreciate the price that was paid and the blood that was shed. Amen. You live like Papa and Memo lived for a while. You might start thanking God and appreciating how good God's been to you. Our forefathers went through some hard times so we can live like spoiled little brats. What are we going to do with what God's given to us? You count your blessings. What are you going to do with your kids? What are you going to do with your wife? What are you going to do with your money? Waste it? Oh yeah, I killed the spirit, didn't it? I was talking to somebody the other day and I've done ruined the service, so I might as well just drive the nail in the coffin. Do you know what is becoming one of the most popular fads in our country? And it's just another sign of our debauchery and and our our, um, perversion. Sports gambling. You're getting quiet, I know. Sports gambling. Gambling on ball games. It is a booming business. Millions and millions of dollars. People, you know what they're doing? They're just throwing their money away on the things of this world instead of using it in the things of God. That's good preaching. What are you going to do with the time God's given to you? We live as if we've got all the time in the world. When in re- the, the devil's got us convinced we're going to live forever. When in reality, time is short. Jesus is coming soon. You may be at the funeral home tomorrow, honey. You better not waste your life. What are you going to do with the health God's given to you? Man, if you're healthy enough to walk into a church house today, you ought to come in shouting instead of poor-mouthing. Go to the nursing home. Talk to some of them folks. They gladly trade places with you. You know what just ruffles my feathers more than anything? Healthy people won't come to church. Sick people. I I, I know people that would give anything to be able to walk through those doors. They cry. They sit in their homes. They lay in their beds. And they weep because they want to come to church and they can't. You better appreciate your health. You better appreciate your family. You better appreciate your home. What are you going to do with what God's given to you? It'll determine whether or not it becomes a blessing or a curse. It ends up being a curse. All right, so let me just drive the nail home today. What is America going to do with the newfound blessing? She's, what, is, what are God's people? What are Christian people going to do with the blessing God has given to us? Say, preacher, would you be specific? Oh, please let me. What are we going to do with the newfound ruling? 
the miracle God performed. That every preacher and every Christian and every church ought to be having a time and shouting it out. Because life won over death. And we're, some of us are celebrating praising God not as much as we should be. But you know, if we waste it, it'd be better off if Roe versus Wade was never overturned. Because you mark my word, if God's people continue to live the same way we've been living, doing the same thing we've been doing, refusing to repent, and choosing to live our lives for ourselves, the end will be worse than the beginning. And that ought to be preached in every pulpit in America today. Football coach had the, had the guts and the gall to take a stand, the boldness and the courage to take a stand for the right for coaches to pray before ball games. Thank God that our Supreme Court justices ruled in their favor. And there may be more on the table before it's all said. But my question is, hey, listen, what, what does it matter if it happens if we don't do nothing with it? If we just waste it? If we just continually continue to live casual and careless lives, which is what got us into the mess we're in in the first place? Amen? God's... God's God's trying to wake us up. And we just keep hitting the snooze button, living like. So preach, how do you know that? Well, I mean, again, most Christians, there's more Christians today out of church that are in church. That's not appreciating God's blessings. You know, when we have the prayer meeting, let me, let me, let me vouch for Dad for a minute. When we have the prayer meeting on every third Saturday of the month, we're there 30 to 45 minutes. And at the most, we might have 20 people there. That's a shame and a disgrace. Every Christian, every preacher, every pastor in Greenville and Green County ought to be willing to take 30 minutes out of their day on Saturday morning. Why? Because most countries don't have that right. What are we going to do with what we've been given? If we just let it pass, if we just forget about it, live as if nothing's happened, then the end will be worse than the beginning. And it would be better off if God never blessed us in the first place than for us to neglect His blessings and watch Him take the blessing He gave and allow it to become a curse to us. You say, preacher, how are we doing so far? Not well. You would be amazed at how many Christians and how many preachers would say that, 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 that we ought not be celebrating Roe versus Wade being overturned. You'd be amazed at how many so-called Christians, and I do emphasize so-called part, would choose death rather than life. I say get born again. 
I believe if you've experienced life, you'll be in favor of life, honey. We better be thankful and we better take what God's give to us and do something with it, the right thing with it. Because our lives, our families, our churches, our young people, our community, and this blessed nation that we are so fortunate to celebrate another anniversary of her birth will be no more. You know, it's, you know you got a problem when certain political parties and certain uh, persuasions, while we're trying to celebrate America, they're saying, burn her to the ground. And I'm not talking about people, I'm talking about leadership. Political leadership that are supposed to represent us. They're saying, burn it to the ground. They may get their wish before it's all said and done. And, and also, they are unashamedly promoting and attending. Events this weekend that are entitled expletive, four-letter word, the 4th of July. You say, preacher, you ought not say that. Oh, come on, please, really? Better get your hand out of the, head out of the sand, brother. better quit being so insensitive and so easily offended because that crowd's fighting for their hellish ideologies and if we're not careful what God intended for a blessing will end up being a curse let me read the verses again and we're through today y'all got me so messed up it's all y'all's fault. It's always your fault. Romans eleven nine and David saith, Let their table be made a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense unto them. Psalm sixty nine twenty two and twenty three. Let their table become a snare before before them. Here it is, and that which should have been for their welfare, let it become a trap, friend. If my life ends up in failure, I won't have anybody to blame but myself. If our young people end up going to hell, man will not be able to point his finger at God. Uh, I need to be quiet. There, there is a... a um, there is a fight raging right now in our own state regarding the education system in our nation. 
an, adv- an advisor of our governor made some what I would call over-the-top and insensitive and unnecessary comments regarding our, the educators of our state. And let me just say this, we need to pray for our teachers. Public school, private school, it makes no difference. They're on the front lines. If they're taking a stand, if they're trying to uphold traditional American values, they're trying to let their light shine for Jesus, they're heroes. And if your child is so blessed to sit and under good teachers, you need to support them. You need to stand behind them. And you need to make sure that they know how much you appreciate them giving their lives to their kids. To your kids. That being said, our education system in America is flawed. And if you can't see that... Once again, you need to get your head out of the sand. We don't want God in the schools. But it's alright to bring the drag queens in. That ain't okay. Say it ain't happening here yet. Well, just give it time. What will we do with what we've been given? Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, I love you today. Lord, I'm thankful. Lord, feel, feel to a certain extent like I've fallen short, God, in the delivery of this ever-important message. What will we do with what we've been given? Will our blessings truly be blessings? Or will God have no other choice because of our negligence, our forgetfulness, our carelessness, or maybe our downright rebellion and rejection? Will we end up being like Israel? The very ones you came to save, they end up crucifying you. And Lord, you had to, you had no other choice but to allow what you meant to be a blessing to take it and turn it into a curse. Father, I pray that on this 4th of July holiday, God, we'd all search our souls. Lord, we'd we'd count our blessings. Lord, we'd ask You to give us hearts that are more sensitive to just how good You've been and just how blessed we are. But then from the pulpit of the pew, Lord, I pray that we would all be challenged to make sure that we take the blessings You've given to us and do something with them. God bless America. God bless the church of the living God. God bless United Baptist Church. God bless Greenville, Tennessee. God bless my family. God bless my people. God bless our young people. God bless our children. 
And God bless America. God, you've given us a second chance. But God forbid that we would fail to take advantage of the chance we've been given. And Lord, when the narrative's written, they'd look back on the things that have transpired so far in the year 2022. And sad to say, they'd have no other choice than to say it would be better if the blessings never came. Because when it was all said and done, the end was worse than the beginning. Bless you people, Lord. Help us to respond. Lord, maybe we just need to come and gather around this altar. Lord, if you've been good to us, if you've blessed us, if you've healed us, if you've provided for us, if you've given to us, if you've delivered us, if you've prospered us, if you've saved us, if you've forgiven us, if you've given us second chances, more opportunities, maybe we just need to gather and pray and say, Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. And ask you to give us the grace to take the blessings we've received and use it for your honor and your glory. Blessed during the invitation. We're going to praise you for who you are and what you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you need to come, the altar's open.